very fun. Good morning, Mount Zion. Happy Mother's Day. All you mothers out there, congratulations. Good job. Good job. Look at it. Welcome to the first song. You know what we call the first song? Let's look at everybody who comes in late. That's what we call the first song. One of these days, we're going to set up. I wish we had chairs so we could set the platform up in front of the door. So anytime someone walked in, they have to look at all of you. That's just, that's just what I would do. Come on, let's all stand. Praise the Lord today. The Bible calls us to just call out who he is today and testify. And that's what we do during these songs. We not only remind ourselves, but we remind others around us who God is. So today, let's praise him together how he's done great things today. Worship the King. Come, let us bow at His feet. He has done great things. See how our Savior has done. See how His love overcomes. He has done great things. He has done great things. Your name lifted high, oh God, you have done great things. You've been faithful through every storm, you'll be faithful forevermore. You have done great things, and I know you will do it again. For your promise is yes and amen, and you will do great things. God, you do great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave, freed every captive, break every chain. Oh, God, you have done great things. We dance in your freedom, awaken the life. Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high, oh God. You have done great things. Hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. Sing hallelujah, God, above it all. Hallelujah, God, unshakable. Hallelujah, you have done great things. You've done great things. Oh, hero of heaven, you conquered the grave. Every captive, break every chain. Oh God, you have done great things. We dance in your 
freedom, awaken the life. Oh, Jesus, our Savior, your name lifted high. Oh, God, you have done great things. You have done great things. You have done great things. Hallelujah. Come on, give the Lord a real praise today. Hallelujah. Well, go ahead and have a seat this morning. Uh, Pastor Jimmy is coming up. Are, are, are you studying the announcements? I thought you were studying it right there. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, you guys get a day, you deserve a month at least. You guys work hard. Seriously, I've, I know my wife. She, I would not, don't tell her this, but I wouldn't trade places. Uh-uh. Go to work? Uh-huh. Stay home and, uh, it's At least I leave my job. She gets to live with it. Oh, uh, there's no getting away. I don't even give her union breaks or anything. <laughs> so... Happy Mother's Day. You all deserve it very much. Uh, men, you got something to do today. Don't think you're just going to go home and she gets to cook dinner. Bad move. Bad move. What's for dinner? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I thawed out the tri-tip. I remembered. No. Okay, well, let's get to it. Uh, don't forget, every Sunday there's a... Uh, what do you call it? Sunday school? Not Sunday school. Adult Bible study downstairs at nine o'clock with Jerry. And as well, during the week, we have Thrive Wednesday nights. Thrive has been so good because this new book we're in, it's a daily devotional thing, and it is amazing. Uh, I don't usually come Wednesday nights because I, I've been taking the kids and then she comes, but I do the devotions. Me and my wife do them every night together. And how sp it's been special, let me, t let me tell you. Find somebody, if, if you know, whether it's your husband, your wife, uh, a friend, doing them together. Something about doing them together is, like, awesome. So I've been having a really good time doing that. The lesson, I'm learning a lot. There's, it's it's kind of like opening my eyes. God's really working, and I know that's everybody else that's in the uh been coming on Wednesday nights. It's been working. God's doing some things. It's awesome. So I encourage you. We're, we're in it, but we can get you in it too. If you, you're starting late, anytime. We'll order the book. We'll get you copies. We'll, photo, we'll do whatever we have to. If you want to get in to Wednesday nights, just show up. We'll get you started. Uh, what else we got? Uh, don't forget, refresh. Uh, you guys are having your thing the 18th. That's coming up. I think that's this Thursday. Uh, any other information on that? See Brennan and Lionel. They'll hook you up. Uh, a big one that we got. There's sign-ups in the back. We are doing on June 2nd. We are helping Amador and Argonaut High School's grad night. Uh, we're providing the popcorn, snow cones. You know our awesome little thing. Uh, the biggest thing is we need like four to five people to volunteer for that. I know uh, me and Anna are going to be there. The, the, 
the times for that, it's from 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. I know that's a little rough. My bedtime's at 7.30. So, <laughs> but I'm going to manage, okay? I'm going to coffee up, and we're going to get it done. By the end, the only one serving popcorn is Polly. He's just giving out snack cones, one for him, one for you. But uh, four to five people is all we need. So if you feel like you can stay up that long, if you want to dish out snow cones, cotton candy, any kind of help, that would be much appreciated. Sign-ups are in the back. We also have, if anybody wants a Mount Zion t-shirt, sign-ups for that in the back. If you have any questions about that, Sienna. Um, what else do we got? Oh, one other thing I wanted to ask is uh, for Children's Church. If you guys are at the grocery store and you feel like buying a little extra snackage, those kids eat. They like snacks. They're hungry every 10 minutes. <laughs> so if you're just, you know, going through the aisle and you see grilled fish, if you want to slap that in the cart and donate it to the church, that would be awesome because they're like garbage disposals. We've been buying snacks and they're just like, hum, hum, hum. Hungry, 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 hungry. We just ate dinner. What are you doing? So, or not dinner, but, you know, like we just <laughs> had breakfast, and now it's church, and hungry, hungry, hungry. But anyways, if anybody wants to donate to that for the children's church downstairs, that'd be awesome. Uh, other than that, hey, oh, wait. let's all... I got, I got one. Oh. I got one. Okay. And then on those snacks, does uh, just raw, powdered, sugary jello that they can just yeah. go like that? Yeah, that and Slim Jims. And Slim Jims. All right. You can do that. In a case of <laughs> Slim Jims. Slim Jims and Fun Dip. Hey, um, we had a couple of miracles this week, and uh, one of them was, uh, 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 well, let's just, let, let me just leave it there. I want to protect people's privacy. We've had some wonderful miracles. And, you know, one of the things that uh, we've been blessed with in this church are the relationships that people have with each other. One of the things that my, my uh, wife taught me when we were first doing ministry is you will sometimes ask of your church family what you won't even ask of your own relative family. And it's so true. And one of the people in this church that has been such a blessing to so many and has been more consistent than probably any of us in this church. Um, I'd like her to come up for a second is uh, Jerry Windsor. If you could come up. <laughs> now, Jerry is a, a, a mother of how many uh, uh, birth kids? Because if I ask... I you have two birth children because you, you are a spiritual mom to so many and you've been a blessing at this church forever. Not as long as Isabel, but you know, because, you know, she's older than the dirt on here. So, you know, <laughs> but Jerry, you are a blessing to all of us. And, uh, and I, I know it's not just me who's been blessed by you, but so many of you. This is really from our church to you to just say happy Mother's Day. and Thank you for being a spiritual mom to so many of us. We love you. <laughs> Now, go ahead and take uh, five minutes exactly, and we'll help you out with that with a countdown to meet and greet one
close attention to the timer. Appreciate that. They don't care. They don't care. Russ, they don't care. That's right. Get their attention. Come on, man. Come drive. Miss Virgilie Brooks is going to pray for our tithes and offerings this morning. So. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, for your many, many blessings. You are so privileged. We are so privileged, Father God, of all that you have done for us, your love, your mercy, your grace. And I thank you, Father God, that we can pass that on to others. And, Father, I love to give. I just love to give. And I pray, Father, that as we give today, we'll give with a heart full of love. You will bless us, bless those that give, and we'll give you thanks. We'll give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 As you, uh, the ushers, receive your tithes and offerings, I just want to remind us all, and I had to be reminded of this this morning. I, was, you know, I tell you, I do a lot of praying and worship in my shower, and i got a great little speaker in there. And I just felt like I was kind of going through the motions. You ever do that? You're just kind of singing. It's nice, a good song. But this morning, you know, we do this for a reason. The Bible calls us to gather together for prayer, for worship, for the reading of the word. And when we worship together, something happens. It happens in us if we allow the Holy Spirit in. This morning as we worship, really look at the word. I, I'm careful with the words. Someone once taught me, as Pastor Jared Ming once taught me, that what if the rebuilding of the temple is actually the return to worship? of God, then that makes worship leaders the foremans of the job to usher in the rebuilding of the temple. And so that's why it's so important to make sure the songs that we sing are scripturally right. They give an accurate portrayal of who Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, our religion, so to speak. So this morning as we sing, I know this is one we'll be singing in heaven all of us together because it tells us tells us in the Bible that we'll be singing this. So why don't we stand to our feet as we sing this morning a song we'll be singing for eternity. Sing holy, holy, holy Lord God
our God. Oh, we'll see how great, how great is our God. You are so great, Lord. Hallelujah. You are holy, Lord. At your feet I bow, and there is none like you. For all that I have found, all I want is. that you are what could I bring to you so I offer my heart your wonderful magnificent God I'm humbled by the life you gave beautiful your feet I bow and there is none like you all that I have found all I want is you all the wonders you all that you are what can I bring to you so I offer my heart your wonderful magnificent God and I'm humbled by the life you gave beautiful so worthy of my highest praise your wonderful magnificent God I'm humbled by the life you gave oh beautiful redeemer you are God, for everything you have given to us. What can we give to you, oh God, for everything you have given to us? What can we give to you, oh God, for everything you have given to us? 
God for our lives to you, oh God, for everything you have given to us. We offer our lives to you, oh God, for everything you have given to us. We offer our lives to you, oh God, for everything you have given to us. To us. Your wonderful, magnificent God. And I'm humbled by the life you gave. Beautiful Redeemer you are. So worthy of my highest praise. Your wonderful, magnificent God. And I'm humbled by the life you gave. Oh, beautiful Redeemer you are. So worthy of my highest God, you're so wonderful, God. Come on, give him a praise if he's wonderful. Hallelujah, God, you're wonderful, wonderful. You are wonderful. You're wonderful. You are wonderful. God, we just thank you so much for this day that you have blessed us with and being such a magnificent, wonderful God that you are to us to give us all the things that you have given to us, Lord. And I just thank you so much for all these moms in this room right now, Lord. And not even just mom, the spiritual moms in my lives that are in this room right now, Lord. I thank you so much for each and every person you have blessed in my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you. Well, welcome to the platform, our own Miss Pastor Anna Newman. I got excited right there. No. <laughs> on the trip. Good morning, everyone. Woo. So happy Mother's Day. If we haven't said that enough to all of you today, it is a beautiful day for us to all go celebrate our moms, our grandmas, whatever you have in your life. Take them out. Do something fun in this weather. Um, so since this is a day where we're talking about mothers and women, I want to look at a couple of women in the New Testaments and they're actually sisters. Um, they had a very, very good connection because they were friends with Jesus. 
So here's a little bit of their story. We're going to be in Luke chapter 10 today, verse 38 through 42. It says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary had chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. So, Let's take a little look at this story. Jesus came to a town called Bethany. I'm sure we all know Bethany. And he has some friends there. His friend's name is Lazarus. And uh, Martha and Mary are his sisters. Lazarus is not mentioned here at all in what we just read. But in just a few short verses that we just read, we learned quite a bit about the sisters if you think about it. So these sisters were about as opposite as you could get. Martha is a doer. She can't sit still. She's got company, so she's got to be doing something. She has to run the kitchen. She has to cook. She has to clean. Everything has to be perfect. She's what you would call a type A person. Where Mary is the complete opposite of her sister Martha. She's just coasting along, going with the flow, could care less, just enjoying the time. And she's just happy to see Jesus. She doesn't want to be doing all these other things. She just wants to be with Jesus. So she's not wanting to go cook supper. She's not worried about the dust that's on the coffee table or the dog hair on the floor. Not that they had dogs, but in my house, there would be dog hair on the floors. Uh, Which uh, she just wanted to lay back, listen to God, and hear his word that he was going to be talking. Because everything... God said people just wanted to soak every bit of that in and enjoy that time. So which area are you? Are you a doer or someone who relaxes and goes with the flow? Both men and women have either a Martha personality or a Mary personality. Some of you have to be doing something all the time, have to have every second, every day planned. And if something goes wrong, that's a big uh uh-oh in your life. To where some of us just go with it. Whatever happens, happens. You know? Uh, So if you have to keep your hands busy at all times, and someone shows up randomly at your house and puts you into a complete frenzy, you're a Martha. And someone coasting along, you wonder what all the fuss is about. Just relax. Take a big breath. What's the big deal? Well, then you're a Mary. In this situation, Jesus talks with Martha. He basically says, don't work yourself up. Don't get upset. Just spend time with me. Now, Jesus didn't say never to do anything. Just find some time to spend with him. Make some time in all the hustle of your life and be with him. He wasn't fussing at Martha for what she was doing. He was pointing out, what was driving her to do it. So in this instance, maybe Mary had it right. So if we're giving points, Mary just got a point. 
Um, there is not only time, this is not the only time we see Mary and Martha talking with Jesus. Another time is in John chapter 11. Before we jump to that passage, here's what's going on. Martha and Mary's brother Lazarus had died. Jesus found out he wasn't there at the time when it happened. And him and his disciples go back to Bethany to, let, to be with Mary and Martha. So we're going to jump in the story to John chapter 11, verse 17. We're going to do 17 through 32. And it starts off saying, On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you whatever you ask. Uh, Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. And Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who lives in me will live even though they died. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. So Jesus talks to both of these sisters after this, and Martha is the first one to Jesus. Mary got there later. They were both mourning, obviously, mourning their brother Lazarus. They both were hurting tremendously. They both basically said the same thing to him. Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. There was some amount of faith in their questions. They both believed that somehow Jesus could have stopped Lazarus from dying. But Martha took it a step more. But I know that even God will give you whatever you ask. She still thinks Jesus can do something. Her faith goes beyond just common sense. She believes that Jesus can still do something about Lazarus' death. She believes Jesus is the Son of God and can do anything. Um, in this instance, we see Martha's faith much more than Mary's faith. That's not to say Mary didn't have faith. These two completely different personalities just express it in different ways. But if we're going on action, Martha gets the point this time. Mary got a point for the first go-around. Martha got it for this go-around. So what does all of this mean? 
Whose side are you on, Martha's or Mary's? But keeping score and choosing sides is just silly. Doesn't it seem silly to be like, okay, you get a point, you did this right. You get a point, you did this right. That stuff doesn't matter in life. No, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so why in the world would we choose sides with these women? Choosing sides is almost like condemning the other person. Um, we, but we do this all the time in our real life. We make up our minds about people pretty, pretty fast. And the way we make up our minds has to do with how we think about something. If we're Martha's, we make up our minds about Mary pretty fast. They're lazy. They waste time doing nothing. They don't have pride over themselves. And they make everyone else's lives two times harder. Not only do I have to do my stuff, but I have to do their stuff too. But if we're Mary's, we make up our minds about Martha's pretty fast as well. They are so obsessive compulsive. They drive everyone crazy. They can't enjoy the life that they have. And they take the life out of everyone else's lives. So the score is tied right now. <laughs> Both sides see their way of life is best. And other sides sees the other's way is not good. So one side is condemning the other side right now. So, what side is the right side to be on? Martha's side or Mary's side? Which side is condemning and which side is rewarding? How does God feel about this? Which side does he reward? So, I have you. Oh, I thought I died. <laughs> so, uh, if you go to Romans 8, verse 1, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you are in Christ Jesus, you are on the winning side. That's what you need to worry about, is being on Jesus' side. Not Martha's side, not Mary's side, but Jesus' side. Because there's no condemnation for you. Whatever your personality is, Martha, if you're in Christ, you're not condemned. Mary's, if you're in Christ, you are not condemned. We all have different personalities and different tendencies. Some of these personalities need a little bit of work, I will say that, but you are not condemned if you are in Christ. And, um, but when we are in Christ, neither thing, no, our personalities, our tendencies, nothing, none of that con condemns you. Mothers, fathers, well, really all of us, if you're in Christ, you ought to have no fear of condemnation in your life. Because of your standing of righteousness, because of Christ's work on behalf of, for all of us on that cross. Even though you may feel it, you're not condoned, condemned, sorry, condemned by your messy house. You are not condemned by your inability to cook. You're not condemned by your desire to be alone away from your child. For five minutes of a day, you're not condemned. It's okay. You are not condemned by your body, which may not be what it was when you were younger. You are not condemned by your failures as a mother, grandmother, father, or grandfather. You are not condemned by your rebellious children. 
and you are not condemned by the frustration of having to scrape macaroni and cheese off your kitchen floor yet again. <laughs> and you are not condemned by all the fears and tears that you are facing and having. You are not condemned by not being able to throw the party of a century for your child. You're not condemned for feeding your kids meals that would not be from Whole Foods. It is okay. You are not condemned by your need for a vacation. You're not condemned for not living up to the standards of your mother or your mother-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> You are not condoned by the stares of those who have no kids when your kids erupt into a volcanic scream in public places. And you are not condemned if your kid likes to lay under the shopping cart while you are shopping, rubbing his hands on the floor and then licking them. Yes, Matthew did that last week. That's, I have firsthand experience with that one. And a lady stopped me and told me how bad of a mom I was. I was like, is it affecting you? No. Okay, move on. We're good. <laughs> Mothers, though you may feel condemned for all of these things and much more in your life, if you're in Christ, you are not. You are not condemned because if you are in Christ, your identity, your righteousness is Christ alone. Therefore, enjoy the love and affection and acceptance of being a daughter of perfectly loved with an unwavering love that flows from your Father in heaven. You are not condemned because you are in Christ. Your righteousness is his righteousness. You are loved. You are loved whether your house is clean or not. Jesus accepts you whether you could boil that water for your spaghetti or not. He accepts you and loves you. Jesus has great affection for whether your kids are good or bad. There is no condemnation for those in Jesus. Um, I spoke fast. Um, so if you guys could stand with me. I'm a fast talker today. <laughs> And I will pray for us, for our day. Lord, again, I just thank you for all of these mothers in this room right now, and the ones that are not in this room, that are watching online right now, Lord. And I just pray that you are over them right now with your veil of protection and guidance through this day and through all their days, Lord. And we just thank you for the, these beautiful women in our lives. And we cherish each and every one of you. And if you're in Christ, if we are in you, Lord, we are not condemned for what we have done. Lord, and I just thank you so much for this day and your word and what you have sacrificed for us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, thank you, everyone. Have a great day.